Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Hi, diddly ho, nerdorinos, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Real Film Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Matt, and uh, I did not make it to Star Wars Celebration to hang out with the Blue Milkers, but they damn well better give me one of those damn magnets or else I'm coming for them. <laughs> oh, really? Just the magnet? All right. That's hey, that's all you need. They had exclusive magnets they were handing out at Star Wars Celebration, and I didn't get one. I think I should. Oh, okay. As a uh, attendee adjacent? Yes. That I have had them on my podcast, and I have been on theirs twice. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You definitely deserve a magnet. Um, yeah. Hopefully they, they uh, hook you up. So, folks, there is the voice of reason, mysterious Mike Talent. Hey, everybody. So, Mike, how is the weather in Intercourse, Pennsylvania today? Oh, you know, it's okay. Not fantastic, but not nice and warm and sunny like not Arizona? Oh, is it is it cold and bitter there? It's not super cold, but it's not warm. Our high today in Prescott was in the like 61, 62, something like that. Which isn't too bad for me, but it's freezing for most people. Oh, really? Around here, yeah. Because they all come up from Phoenix or California. Yeah, well, I mean, it was it was 60. Um, our low tonight's 38. So it's, uh, it's on par with us. Nice, nice. All right, yeah. Mike, so go ahead. Do your thing. I know you are itching to do it. Just do it. Get it out of the way. Go on. All right, Matt. So what are you drinking? (sighs) Mike, I am not drinking anything fun whatsoever. I like it, though. It's a good beer. High quality HTO? No, I'm drinking uh, my last four peaks kilt lifter. Oh, okay. What are you going to do now? Get more four peaks? Or is it like champagne? No, I have uh, a... Five beers left from the uh, other Four Peaks beer that I picked up recently. And then oh, have- yes, the, the, the Mexican one. Ucho and Hucho in America? Echo in America, no. And that is not from Four Peaks. No, it's the Four Peaks oh. gold, Golden Lager. No, I already finished off the uh, Mexican-style lager. It was good. Oh, okay. My but bad. I do have a Mexican beer sitting in my fridge. A case of it because it was on sale at Walmart, and that is waiting to be cracked open, and that will be cracked Did, open next week. Is that Dosaki's Amber? No, no, sir. Uh, I don't know then. All right, well, Mike, what are you drinking today? Um, it's an IPA. What Surprise. you're not drinking bourbon on Bourbon Thursdays? What is wrong with you, Mike? No, no, what is wrong no. With you? Nope, I'm drinking an IPA. It's called Gold Cliff IPA, and it's by Kona. It's uh, it's pretty good. It's like a tropical pineapple IPA. It's good. Dude, how can you have a tropical pineapple IPA? It's just bitter and more bitter. That doesn't make sense. No, because the, the pineapple adds a little sweetness. It's still bitter. Um, I didn't say this was Matt's beer. I said this was Mike's beer. It's still bitter. (laughs) All right, fine. I'll stop. All right. 
So, Mike, what incredible movie are we reviewing today? All right. Yep. So we're reviewing The Best of Enemies. Uh, And this movie is directed by Robin uh, Bessel, written by Robin uh, Bessel, and it's based on a book by uh, Osha Osha Gray Davidson. It's starring uh, Taraji P. Henson, uh, Sam Rockwell, Babu Cisse, and Anne Heche. And it's it's about uh, civil rights activist Anne Atwater faces off against C.P. Ellis, exalted Cyclops of the Ku Klux Klan, in 1971, Durham, North Carolina, over the issue of school integration. All right, Mike, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, I can go first. All right, Mike, you go first. All right, so um, I uh, I knew going into this movie that it's going to be kind of a feel-good movie. Um, you know, this is most of that's revealed in the trailer and, and, and the subject matter. Um, and I was just hoping that it had a good story. And, uh, you know, the story was, uh, you know, pretty predictable but uh, i liked it it had a lot of little touches here and there with kind of real world things and i enjoyed uh sam rockwell is awesome and taraji uh p henson were great as their two characters and that really made the story of this movie well i thought this movie was uh below average (laughs) did you i did not think it was amazing I didn't think it was awful. The story is what makes the movie, but the movie itself was not great. The acting by Sam Rockwell, always fantastic, but he's done better. And it's like he's starting to be typecasted as the racist redneck. (laughs) Uh, I mean, it's only two movies, right? Or is there other ones? I'm sure there's more, but. He definitely, in my opinion, did better through three billboards than he did in this movie, but he did do a good job in this movie. Just not quite as good as three billboards. And then I liked Taraji P. Henson for the most part. There were times where she came off more of almost a caricature of a mad black woman than an actual, like, the actual person it was based on. But that was only a handful of times. It was just kind of over the top a couple times. For most of the movie that she was actually in, which wasn't much, she did a great job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think she was in it quite a bit, but uh, maybe you were expecting more. No, dude. Okay, okay. I don't want to get into the spoiler terri- quite, territory quite yet, but I had some problems with the movie. Um, the first one I'll start out with, it dragged. It dragged hard. It was very slow. Very, 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 very slow. Uh, I think you could have cut a half hour out of this movie and it would have been much more successful. Okay. Yeah, uh, you probably could have done that. I don't know. I, I thought it was fine. And then, this is the real bad one. The movie is about, the well, the story is about the black kids school burning and them needing somewhere to go and you hardly ever see them talk about the black kids you don't really see them talk much about the black kids school 
You don't see it much presented on screen. You don't really see the the problems the black people are have. It's mostly centered around uh, Sam Rockwell's character and his family and everything that goes around with them. There is some, but I mean, like, okay, uh, Taraji P. Henson's uh, daughter, well, daughter in the film, like, you see her, like, maybe once or twice, and that's it. And the whole reason for this movie is because she's fighting for her daughter to be able to go to school. Okay, yeah, yeah, no, you're right, you're right. Instead, you know, and granted, they, they're good scenes, they're impactful scenes, they make sense, and I understand why they have them in here. Instead, you get, like, multiple scenes with C.P. Ellis's son that's in a mental institution because he clearly has birth defects. Uh, yeah, 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 um... Yeah, no, that's all true. I guess you're right. It, the The whole movie completely centers itself around um, C.P. Ellis's character, and the periphery characters aren't as explored as as perhaps they should have been to enhance the content of the movie. Right, exactly. I think I'm not saying that having what they did with C.P. Ellis's character is a bad thing. I I think it's a good thing. It's you're showing that he's more than just this leader of the clan. But on the other side, you don't see all the people's and their kids that were going to that school and the issues they're having. You know, they talk about it a little bit where, you know, the kids have a hard time just even walking down the street where they get spit at or, you know, harassed or whatever. They they talk about it. They don't show it. Why not show it? Yeah, yeah. And they talked about a little bit of stuff when you first see the meetings, but for the most part, the meetings are glanced over as they're happening, but you don't know what's being said, and they're over, and it's all the outside stuff after the meetings. Right. And but, I just think there should have been more. I think I'm not saying that, you know, this is like a lot of people are comparing this to Green Book. I, I don't see that. I, I, it's a completely different story. It's, more of the civil rights like after the civil rights kind of you know because most of the civil rights stuff happened in the 60s and this takes place in the 70s early 70s but still um and people are as you see still fighting for integration i think they should have had more of the black actors black characters black students black school in this movie to help flush it out you just don't see much of it yeah, you're right. You get mostly the uh, C.P. Ellis' side, the, the white man's side. And one interesting thing, I guess we're spoiling it, but whatever, is the uh, uh, one of the guys that's on the, the board or whatever is a white guy, and he hires nothing but black people to work in his store. And um, you find out later that the reason why his general manager, well, one of the probably many reasons, he's probably a good good guy too, other than just being a black guy, but um, he was uh, uh, his buddy in Vietnam. They don't explain what the store owner's buddy did to help him in Vietnam to build confidence to let him run his store pretty much unabated. I would have liked to seen a little more flushing out about that because that was that was a real interesting story in itself. 
about the guy that the store owner that was in Vietnam and his general manager was served in Vietnam with him, who's a black guy. And then CP Ellis walks up to them and talks to him and basically says, oh, you served? You don't have to tell me anything more and walks away. I, I would have liked more of that kind of flushed out, you know, more of his story. Uh, Yeah, yeah, but I... I Again, he's almost a, 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 not even a secondary character. He's almost a third character, so it it might have been a bit much. But that whole concept of the Vietnam War being in here and how that becomes this thing where, oh, well, you're a soldier, so racism doesn't matter anymore kind of thing. That was kind of... That's a, that's an interesting story point, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I, I, I think he was just, he respected the soldiers, and I wonder why C.P. Ellis wasn't in Vietnam. That's what, a good question, too. Because he seems like he was, uh, he would have been the right age, so I don't like to be in the draft. So, like, it, what happened, or was he disqualified, or I, I don't know, because it's like, I don't think he went to college. Yeah, but the um, draft, you know, it was the draft. It didn't literally grab everyone, but the draft in the Vietnam War specifically did pull most of its soldiers from the smaller towns, and Durham, uh, North Carolina, would fall into that bracket. So maybe he just got extremely lucky. Yeah, well, maybe maybe that town also had things rigged. <laughs> That's a <laughs> possibility, knows? too. Maybe his name came up and... As you see in the movie, the city council is in his pocket, or or he's in the city council's pocket. It's uh, it's mutual, I guess you would say. And so maybe it came up, and the mirror went uh, no, and tore it up and threw it out. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, I I would have liked to find out a little bit more about CP Ellis's side. I mean, the the other side would have been good, but I think it would have been maybe too much exploration. I don't know. There was already a lot going on in the movie, kind of, so... Yeah, there. well, there's a lot going on centering around CPLS's story and the clan story. Like, I mean, they had multiple scenes at the sportsman club or whatever where they're drinking in bars and bullshit and stuff. You know, yeah. we could have done without a lot of that, honestly. One of my favorite scenes in the f- movie is when um, the the as you alluded when you were first talking about the movie in the first place is the interactions between uh, Sam Rockwell and Taraj P. Henson. I mean, they're fantastic, especially like the, the uh, lunchtime ones where they got to literally sit face to face. That was just wow. Yeah. 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 A lot of their dealings with each other. It was, it seemed like it was heated. You, you felt some of that tension. So uh, I I like that aspect of the movie. Um, yeah, I guess I just uh, uh, I didn't I didn't see all these uh, these holes when I watched it. Matt. Well, I'm sorry, Mike. Maybe it was because I was angry. Maybe, maybe. You, you just had you just done your taxes? No, the the old retiree couple who was literally the only other people in the entire theater would not shut the hell up. Man, dude, what do you just watch movies with people talking all the time? It's it's ridiculous. They were retirees from California, and they felt that they could talk through the whole damn thing. And it was in one of the small theaters at Picture Show again. 
not one of the big theaters, and it didn't matter. If I sat in the front row, maybe I wouldn't have heard him, but if I pretty much sat anywhere, I still heard him talking. No. I'm really just getting to the point where I don't even want to go to movie theaters anymore. It's just, it's so disappointing. Like, okay, Shazam, Tuesday's review. When I went and saw Shazam, I saw the very last showing at Harkins in Prescott Valley at 9.30, I think it was, on a Thursday or Friday or something. And it was in the biggest theater they have, and it wasn't packed but it wasn't empty either. There was probably maybe 40 or 50 other people in there with me. And I would say 90% of them were high school aged kids or young adults, like college student aged. And there was mostly couples, but there was also a few where it was like four or five guys together or four or five girls together or whatever. You could have heard a mouse fart in there. And, you know, they none of them talked. They watched the movie intently. I don't get it. I don't get it, Mike. I don't get it. I don't know, man. Maybe uh, the your the elderly population doesn't realize that you can hear them because they have to yell at each other to talk. Well, they need to turn up their damn hearing aids then. Yeah, well, usually they don't like wearing them. You know how they itch and stuff. I know. Go tell my dad about that one. He, he literally has to turn his TV up so loud back home that it hurts my mom's ears and she has to leave the room because he doesn't want to wear his hearing aids oh man i i uh i i understand this is uh my my uh grandmother conveniently lost her hearing aids like a week after getting them and these are expensive things and uh she watches tv so loud i can barely stand it dude it's oh and that's saying something because you and I both go to a lot of concerts, so our hearing isn't great either. Yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 super loud, man. There's nothing like there's nothing like watching a news story or something, and it's like super loud. Ugh. Well, speaking about extremely loud movies, Mike, how does the Best of Enemies relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? oh man matt thanks for asking uh so this one was easy i like that let me guess um taraj p henson no i'm just uh uh sam rockwell who uh played cp ellis uh was also in iron man 2 as justin hammer such a waste too man that movie was probably not the worst in the mcu but it's pretty close and to have an actor like sam rockwell wasted in that one movie just painful painful because i mean that's one guy i would have loved to have seen have a record recurring role in the marvel cinematic universe for sure yeah 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 me too he does a great bad guy too man he really does yeah, yeah, no, he does. Um, but it was just, you know, it, it is what it is. But uh, I like I like it when we review a movie and it's not too hard to find the MCU uh, tie-in. Often, I, I if I recognize somebody, I'm like, yeah, all right, this one will be easy. Like, I'm in the theater, like Shazam. When I recognized the wizard guy, I was like, all right, that's easy. Did you audibly go like, yes, 
And everybody's like, what? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so, because I don't talk in movies. Oh, okay. You're one of those. You're you're a good boy. Yeah. Uh, the guy, actually, when I was watching Suzanne, uh, had to check his phone every 10 minutes. So. Oh, see? I you're, So why don't you get mad about these freaking moviegoers that suck, too? Are you just much nicer than I am? Am I just a bitter old man? Um, yeah, I think you're a little bit more bitter than I am. Like, I drink a lot of bitter beer, but, like, I think it actually goes to you. Are we, like, connected, like, at the liver and all the bitterness from your IPAs just goes straight into my bloodstream? Yeah, yeah, and I think it lingers there. So you have a big buildup. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of bitterness in this, man. A lot. Yeah, and that's probably why you don't like drinking IPAs, because it's just building your, your, your bitterness, so you're like, oh, this is gross. <laughs> Too much bitter. Get it away. Too much bitter in my blood already. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know how some people take coffee and sugar, but then other people are like, I'm sweet enough. You're like, no, I'm bitter enough. Yeah, there you go. I like that. That's good. I'm going to use that. I'm going to use that. <sighs> <laughs> all right cool so so could i also use that saying like you know where when people say you know when life gives you lemons you make lemonade when life gives you hops you throw them on the floor and stomp on them well no i was thinking something along the lines <laughs> of you know when life screws you over it gives you ipas no nah, it doesn't, uh, doesn't work real well no no and i was thinking hops is like the 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 thing that has the alpha acids, which is the bitterness. Uh, and I don't know. Like, I don't know how you'd be like, when life gives you hops, you throw them on the floor and burn them. No. I don't know. Because if life gives you hops, you go play in the NBA. I mean, that's easy. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess so. I haven't heard uh, anybody say hops for, like, jumping in a long time. Mike, we're both old. You know we can use those old terms. Yes, yes, we can. And we will. All right, Mike. So um, to continue our spoiler discussion. (laughs) uh, You started. I know. Maybe I I started it. I screwed the pooch. But I mean, seriously, this movie, at least in Prescott, is probably not going to make it through the weekend. So by the time you hear this, this movie will probably be gone. At least here. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I mean, I see what you're saying, and I, I agree. But I still kind of liked how... I guess the whole central story of this was to focus on what it would be like if you were the head of the Ku Klux Klan and you had to deal with this uh intense opposition but you're trying to be as political as possible and all the different things and then you have like kind of some family stuff going on like what it would be like but why why should any story be told from the perspective of the head of the clan good question i mean don't know the black clansman has literally the national head of the clan represented in it and it's the whole movie is not told from his perspective. No, no, he's barely in it, but it, it, his part was funny, though. Um, 
Yeah, the Graham Poopa or whatever. Man, Grandmaster, I think. Oh yeah, I don't know. I, I, whatever. I don't. The Graham Poopa is that from Lion King? <laughs> 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 no, is that Poomba? I don't know. Graham Poomba. I, I think that's Lion King. I don't know. I don't know. It's coming out again. Yeah, yeah, and it's. It's like the number one like downloaded trailer on Disney, which is weird. Like people I guess just love Lion King. I don't understand these freaking remakes, man. I just don't. Like there were great movies as cartoons. Why the hell do you have to remake them as digital cartoons? Cuz you can call them real all you want. They're not real. It's a digital damn lion. Well, I think, I don't know, man. We have to blame the Jungle Book, really. Um, Damn you, John Favreau! Yeah, because it, it did too well. That's it. Like, if that would have did terrible, they would have probably not done the rest of these movies. But, man, they just sell money, money, you know, and Disney loves to print money. And they're just about to be printing so much. I mean... The banks aren't even going to know what to do with it. They love to print money, and they love to beat dead horses. Yes. Um, yeah. Like, you know, there's like a new Frozen coming out, Matt. And I know you're a big Elsa fan, so. Dude, seriously, I'm going to that shit opening night. I already bought my tickets. Nice. Very Nice. Me and Deadpool, man. We're going to be sitting there next to each other. It's going to be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> okay. Well, cool. Um, yeah. So, Matt, what else do you want to spoil about this movie? <laughs> I've already spoiled most of it. Okay. Here. How, how's this? At the end, when uh, they attack whoever, it's probably his clan brothers. Of course, it has to be. And they mess up his uh, gas station. They like have more scenes about like the gas, like being burned up, and the gas station being jacked up than they do about the school. Uh, I don't know, man. Think I think about it's it. Think about it. They have the one scene of the school on fire, and then they have the second scene of the school when they take a tour of it. They don't even show you the kids in there. Until the tour one. They don't ever go into the classrooms. They don't ever go from the perspective of the kids. It's all from the perspective of uh, the two main characters. Okay, alright. Alright, fine. I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll stop tearing it apart, Mike. Jeez, Matt. Might as well just get your rating out of the way. What are you, what, what are you giving it? I give it two and a half reels, Mike. Like I said, oh, okay. yeah, wow. average is nope. three. This is below average, just a little bit below average. I, I don't recommend anyone to go out and see this in the theaters. I'd say if you want to watch it, it's not horrible. I mean, you can watch it. It's a good story. Just the rest of the elements of the movie making aren't great. I Wait until it's on Netflix or Amazon or Hulu or Disney Plus or Showtime Plus or amc plus or hbo go or whatever other streaming services out there um okay all right um i uh am going to rate it a little bit higher matt uh i think i'm gonna give this one three and a half reels 
uh, I, I just liked it better. I don't know. Um, you're you're right. the The story definitely could have done a better job on some things, but it was it was you know it flowed. I didn't feel like it was too slow. I thought it was too slow and too long, man. Uh, I really did. I I don't know. I didn't feel like it was too slow, but um, so but the story is what makes this a good movie. The 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 movie elements are what make it bad. Make it bad, and well, except for the acting. I mean, Sam Rockwell and Trash P Henson, great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, I guess that's yeah. I guess it's so, the way uh, the director slash writer because he did both. He wrote the screenplay. Chose to tell the story is the issue I have. Yeah. So as far as watching this movie, I would say if you're at the theater this next uh, couple weeks before Avengers and you're like, I don't know what I should go see. You could go see this, maybe like a matinee, but, uh, you know, it's not something to go rush out and see. There's no reason not to see it on any of the 45 streaming services that Matt listed or uh, anything like that. But anyway, I give it three and a half reels. Oh, 46. You forgot Stars Stars Plus or oh, whatever yes. Stars is. Yeah. I don't know, man. There, there really is a lot of streaming services right now. It's ridiculous. Uh, it'll... Yeah, it'll it'll tighten up here, but YouTube right Premium, Amazon Prime, you know, is relentless, relentless, relentless. Well, all right, Mike, what movie are we talking about next week that I know you're itching because I know you're probably going to give it five reels right now, so we might as well just not even review it. We'll just say five reels right now. What movie is that, Mike, for next week? Uh, the first rule of Fight Club is you don't talk about Fight Club, Matt. Well, I'm, uh, that's why I asked you. So you're you're not allowed to talk about it because you're in the Fight Club? The second rule of Fight Club is you're not allowed to talk about Fight Club. Is your real last name not talent? It's Durden? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. His, his name was uh, uh, Robert Paulson. His name was Robert Paulson. Or meatloaf with tits. <laughs> and not oh, the man. food. Not the food. Oh, man. God, that opening line of that movie. Well, it's not an opening line, but it's one of the... <laughs> it's one of the earlier narrative lines from Edward Norton. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes yes bob has bitch tits i mean that's just hilarious it's so funny anyways yeah man yeah yep so uh you know this this movie's coming up on its 20 year and i just wanted to uh talk about it and give some trivia and stuff and this this one's uh you know it's another near and dear this is you know, when I started to like Brad Pitt quite a bit, he'd already done seven. And, uh, you know, this was another movie that was pretty close after seven. This might have been the next movie after seven. So for me, um, this is the movie that really brought uh, Ed Norton into the limelight for me. 
You mean it wasn't American History X? I didn't know about that movie until after Fight Club. Oh, okay. And cool. I'm pretty sure you were the same. Because Fight Club came out in 99, right? That is correct. Although we were watching, uh, I think, when was the first time we saw American History X? Wasn't it in high school? So maybe, maybe it wasn't. I don't remember. I think I saw American History X before. Yeah, no, I I swear because that I came saw out in ninety eight. Yeah. So so that came out in ninety eight, and then this came out the next year. Yeah, no, I remember but, talking about it in in school and stuff. So we must we must have seen it. I I know I didn't see American History X in the theater. No way, it would, never would have come to to our hometown. No way. No, I don't think it did come to a theater. I think it was uh it wasn't a straight to DVD, but I think we didn't find out about it until it was on DVD. Right, right. Or VHS DVD. DVD. Yeah, it would have been DVD back then. Anyways, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, but yeah, it's it's one that solidified it as uh Edward Norton being a great actor for me. How's that? That's that sounds better. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of trying to think because it hurts. Okay. So, anyways, all right, Mike. Well, next week, Legacy Cast on the one, the only Fight Club. Yes. All right. Well, Mike, I don't think I have anything else to chat about, uh, and you need to go to bed because you're a crotchety old man. I do. I do need to go to bed. The time zone thing. Man. Dude, the time All zone right. thing is freaking brutal. It really is. They need to get rid of it. They need to go down to just two hours difference. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I agree. Well, uh, on that uh, not very positive note, uh, we will uh, catch you on our next pod. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie.